Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton Tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Three minute hill fest and you're like, I don't have much to say about it. A logo. Fade in, fade out. Two logos. I think Kyle All understands. The Kyle All understands, the words. Right? All the I, excitement. I honestly, dude, I, I don't trust the the name Lucasfilm right now. So no. And then also Disney and their their past with uh Oh my uh, god. Ghibli. Okay, shut no. up. I don't like the fact that you're being so negative to my shit. Get that going again. Alright, guys. Uh yeah, I think I I think I've got everything set. Uh Whenever you're ready, Jonesy. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Oh, the I'm sorry. Yeah, it's totally... Wait, hold it, hold it. Hello, I... I'm online. Oh, okay, okay. You know what's crazy? I'm, I was I'm resetting. <laughs> I'm resetting. I was looking at the one of the stories again, and then one of the side stories was something interesting. I didn't know that somebody had been fired from something. I was like, oh, that's... Who's fired huh. from what? Uh, one of the media folks has been fired from MSNBC. And I was like, she got oh. fired? Huh. Oh. That's interesting. That was All just right. so funny. Literally, Kyle's yeah. just like, okay, and, and he pointed at you and you're like, huh, that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> are, are we are we ready to do are we ready to do it for real? Listo. Once more with feeling. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Bro, the podcast, the premier flagship and sleepiest podcast of LRM Online and the Genreverse Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and I'm here with Joseph Jammer Medina and Kamala. Gents, what's going on? I have to do a thing. Hey, I, gotta, I gotta make sure I, I am wiping, well not wiping, rubbing in the uh, the bag preventing lotion underneath the eyes. Cause oh, I I'm thought not... you were, I thought you were making fun of me. No, 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 no. I wasn't making fun of you at all. I was making fun like myself. Like, uh, I had a late bedtime last night because I saw Wakanda Forever late. So, um, what is that? What is that wrinkling? What kind nose? of accents you just throw on that? Wakanda Forever. Like, it was from the throat, Wakanda. like you're saying Barthelon. Well, it's because like, it I like whenever weird... I hear the trailer. You sound like goes... somebody that went to Wakanda for like a summer internship, and you're like, no, no, it's Wakanda. <laughs> no, I love Wakanda. hearing it whenever in the trailer goes Wakanda Forever. I love it so so fun to say um but no so i i went there late for me to, to keep that in mind for me i went to bed probably at 11 30 last night which is fucking it's it's 3 a.m in, in dog years for me so it's it's crazy <laughs> late um and i'm still pretty tired i got bags under my eyes so i'm not as sleepy as you but i'm also sleepy so you're right sleepiest podcast to date i agree sleepy sleepiest podcast uh nick doll and danny could not be here today. They wanted to be here to talk Wakanda forever with us. Um, Danny's on assignment. I'm excited. He is at a Comic-Con, and we're going to probe him when he comes back. 
It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be like, what are, your, what are your thoughts and feelings? We're gonna probe them. That's right. I like it. Probe. Get ready, Danny. It's every probe. man's dream to probe Danny. Yeah, I think it is. Man, it's gonna be exciting. So, looking forward to that whenever he comes back. Um, and we're, we're gonna chat about that stuff. Nick's at work. I don't wanna talk to him about work. That's no fun. No, that's not um, fun. He's just actually, he has a new job. I mean, same place, but new job. I need to talk to him about what he's doing. What he's doing there. Oh, so you're just curious. You're, you're asking, like, yeah. what's going on? Okay. What's his, what's his day to day? What's it like there? What's it like being in the big, the big Zon? The Zon as he will have an, he will have an opinion for you that is without basis, despite the fact that he is there <laughs> all the time. Like my opinion will somehow there. be more valid than his when it comes to his work. <laughs> that was such a fucking. That was so mean. Never mind. <laughs> I started it somewhere. You just took it. You just took that ball and ran with it. You know what your laugh sounded like? Do you remember <laughs> Turtles in Time? Yes. The I think it was Shredder. He goes, ha, 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 ha. Like when he was, I forgot what happened, what was happening, but that sound, it just triggered that memory. Anyway. Triggered a memory. I'm Shredder. I think I think you only got triggered by Shredder because Danny's been buying toys. He bought like that awesome Shredder. I bought oh, an yeah. awesome Shredder. Did you? I'm sorry, Kyle. Yeah, uh, I Jammer, you didn't Man, see my Shredder. I, I didn't see, see your Shredder. It's beginning no, I, already. I didn't. Yeah, I, I I bought a. Well, I'll. I don't know if I can add my camera here. I'll show you later, Jammer. Look, look yeah, on Discord. Yeah, yeah, it's on. Dis- it's on Discord. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, did he? We're on Discord. I did. I did. Did you chat or somewhere else? Uh, The the main channel, the general chat channel. Yeah. I also found, uh, I also found, um, freaking, uh, tree toppers, like a power star, uh, power Mm -hmm. star tree topper, which was pretty cool. So, yeah. I almost bought one of those a few years ago. There's some fun stuff. Oh, look, I got Discord up on the screen for everyone. There's my, there's my super shredder, my giant Funko pop super shredder and uh there's the uh power star and uh triforce tree toppers so nice there you guys go all right good well so before we get started i do want to say i want to throw out a huge congratulations to kyle the genreverse podcast network has cracked a thousand subscribers since our last podcast so kudos to kyle on youtube on youtube yeah um two kudos to kyle for that amazing milestone um how long has it been since the channel started uh, 11, months. 11 months that's crazy we that's broke, amazing we broke a thousand uh in uh under 11 months and we had wanted to make it by christmas so thank you to all the Nailed listeners it. followers subscribers all that that helped us uh uh get there even faster we've nation that, you know the genre-verse. getting your first your first thousand <laughs> like uh subscribers i hear is harder than your one it's to like first hundred thousand subscribers it's like I, harder than that from what i've heard yeah, it's like it's like I've your heard. first million like once you get your first million your second million is just like it's just compounded it's exponential yeah. growth we're right. we're, we're right. we have our new our new goal gentlemen it might seem kind of lofty but i i think it's attainable no, that's a good goal i like Ten. literally i was thinking about this the other day i was i was thinking someday we're gonna see that's that silver or that's oh. silver it's still the freaking bronze whatever color youtube play behind Kyle the first one for the hundred thousand well the yeah. oh yeah the goal will be ten thousand by the end of next year so Ooh. i want 10 times what we what we got in one year we're so already on our let's way let's do it let's do it's it. very Congrats. rick and morty energy where rick is like ten thousand ten thousand 10, 10, years rick and morty so beach beach rp 
Cog, Daily Cog. You got to do the thing. You got to like spit and like every every year, ten thousand more. You got to stumber. Stump, yeah. You got to stutter. I can, you I can stutter. Overstate I got, everything. I got the stuttering <laughs> and I got the overstating done. I got, done I got pretty damn well too. Baby. I'm gonna say one last thing before you guys get off off Six to your podcast and a movie. There you go. BG <laughs> <laughs> already see the movie. I love it. Uh, happy Veterans Day to all those that have uh, uh, survived to uh, retire, or if you were weak in ETS. No, I'm joking. Seriously, Happy Veterans Day wow. to every, everyone out there that uh, that did some time and uh, uh, is enjoying the uh, Fort Couch. Thanks for so your actually, guys' I, service. I have a I have a Veterans Day special question. shout out to the folks that I retained in the army during my time as an attorney. <laughs> so special. Uh, I have a question, a city civilian question regarding Veterans Day. You What's don't up? say that to people who are currently serving, right? Only to people who are done, right? Is that yeah. thing? Is that correct? Yeah, there's three. There's three holidays for military. You've got Armed Forces Day. That's for those still in. You've got your uh, uh, Veterans Day for those that have gotten out. Uh, and then you've got Memorial Day for Memorial those that Day. gave the last full measure in I've never heard of combat. Armed Services Day. I have never heard of Armed Services Day. It doesn't generally get celebrated outside of the mil- military itself. So, Which is funny because I feel like you should <laughs> be don't celebrating forget the Marine Corps birthday. Marine Corps just as birthday. much as Veterans Free Day. crowns for everyone. <laughs> Okay, y'all with your with your inside humor. Let's get on when with the show. Say happy, I'm when feeling people say left happy out. Memorial Day to me, I'm like, hold on. <laughs> still here, baby. I'm still, I'm still here. <laughs> still standing. Still strong. <laughs> well, Antoine Fisher for you guys. All right. So we've got a movie to talk about. Damn right we do. Wakanda forever. With my, my uh, semester abroad in Wakanda <clears throat> language. I'm basically Wakandan. I'm not sure if you know that, but I'm a, I'm an honorary Wakandan. I swear, my, I think Nick friends... and Danny abandoned us <laughs> just so I could glare at the Latino guy. Like, what the fuck? Oh, this is funny. the fight. This is the fight. Um, no, this is this is literally we're reenacting Wakanda forever in this. <laughs> this is the, it. This is black the on brown violence is, is being taken to a, I'll be a sure. whole new level. Here. I'll be sure. I'll I'll do the thing. I'll shrink a little bit. I'll get tiny. <laughs> um. Yeah, so no woman, no cry, except with lots of fucking crying, like all the crying. I don't cry, uh, but people did. I went to see it with people. They cried. We're talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. This film has an 85% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, an audience score of 95%. So, Queen Ramonda, Shuri, Mbaku, Okoye, and the Dora Milaje fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with Nakia and Everett Ross to forge a new path for their beloved kingdom. So, we've got a film to talk about. Um, I already did like a little mini review on the ticks and the talks. Tiki talkie. The tiki talkie. Um, Jeremy, you want to go first? You want? Would you like to give your, your yeah your, your thoughts and feelings? My my thoughts and feelings. Wakanda Forever. I liked it, but did not love it. Uh, for I think it's. It felt too long, a bit slow, a bit. Um, the actions, the action scenes, didn't impress me that much, and I just felt a bit. 
it felt a bit muted in tone for me. And it just wasn't the, it wasn't just necessarily the, the subject matter, but just sort of the feel of it. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was well-made. I thought it had a lot of great parts to it. I loved the arc that it was going for. I loved the acting, like, like the two leads in this one, uh, Angela Bassett and Tisha Wright, kill it. They knock it out of the park. And I can't, like, they both impressed me immensely. Um, and then I really like what Namor, as he's called, brings to the fold for this one. And uh, there's just a lot that's there. It just doesn't, I feel like it's it's less than the sum of its parts, um, unfortunately. Though it is a movie that I also want to see again. And luckily I'm going to have a chance because Kirsten wasn't here. So I'm going to see it with her again because I feel like maybe I'll appreciate it more the second time. But on the whole, I thought it was good, not great. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. What letter grade would you give it? Right now, I think I'd give it a B. And I think if I were, I was thinking about this as I was watching the movie, if I was doing one of those tier lists where you had S and A and B and C and D, I think it would be a high B tier for me. How would this, how does this tier thing work? We're talking so about S tier, like S, the most S-tier, amazing thing. That's the highest, uh-huh. which for me would be like Endgame, um, Civil War, uh, maybe Homecoming. I think those are like my top three. Ragnarok. Really? Maybe. Homecoming? I love Homecoming. I revisit that a lot. So I like parts of Homecoming. Yeah. But, but yeah, so this isn't anywhere near that for me. But I liked, like I said, it, it had a lot of great ingredients, but it just ultimately for me ended up being less than, than the sum of its parts. Okay. What about you? Um. So I agree with a lot of what you said, though I would rate it higher. This movie reminded me of, I thought a lot about No Time to Die as I watched it, which is weird to say out loud. Uh, And as you were talking right now, just now you talked about how long it was. I remember in um, No Time to Die being long. This movie is two minutes shorter than No Time to Die. I remember watching No Time to Die and I'm like, I can feel how long this movie is and i watched black panther and i felt the same way and at the same time i thought those thoughts watching both of those films like i understand why mm-hmm. and in no time to die it's because he had all the time in the world to die right two hours and 43 <laughs> minutes with this movie they were folding in the real life tragedy of Chadwick Boseman's passing and so a lot of the slower moments were about that like you had that not happened they probably would have shaved 20 minutes off of this movie and so I understood why um I agree with you about the standout performances uh Angela Bassett like fucking picked up this movie carried it on her well-toned amazing looking oh my god hold on i am sorry literally everyone in this movie yeah i'm gonna stop you everyone in this movie fucking ripped their arms are just like boom i'm like ooh, i'm jealous i want those arms sorry continue she cared no just yeah she's man talk about angela bassett for the next hour um but i thought that the performances were particularly strong uh 
Tenoch Huerta was a standout performance for me. Angela Bassett was a standout performance for me. Denai Guerrero was a standout performance for me. I really enjoyed watching all of those folks interact. I thought Letitia Wright was good, but I also thought that her performance was hampered by like, um, I don't want to say spotty writing. I didn't understand some of her motivations. Mm, okay. We could talk about that a little bit later. Um, Interesting. But I, 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 I liked a lot thinking. of her motivation. So I'm wondering if, if I can clear because I I really like because I know for me coming out of it, everyone's talking about Angela Bassett. I almost know when I feel like it's talking about Letitia Wright, who I thought killed it. So I'm interested to hear about your complaints about maybe her motivation. I thought she did well. And I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was. Her. It's not her. It wasn't her. It was some of her story. I, I thought that some of it was good, but I also thought that some of it needed a little tightening. Um, mm-hmm. And again, maybe that was just me. Um there is a problem, I would say, especially with the first half of this movie, that I'm open to get into whenever yeah. you're ready to talk spoiler. It's not really a spoiler. I could just talk about it now. The problem I have is that it seems I really felt Black Panther's or Chadwick Boseman's absence, T'Challa's absence in the first half of this movie. Not because it was all about his passing or anything, but because when watching the original Black Panther, I remember thinking Chadwick Boseman is great, but he's kind of the least interesting part of this movie. Everything else around him just really colors in the world. But it's still focused on him, but he's still kind of the least interesting, even though he had a strong narrative arc. This movie took a long time for it to settle in on its main character, who ultimately is Shuri. And to me, that led to the first half. Are you sure? And she was in the suit. And she was in the suit. And and the you only know. suit. I watched the movie. Anyway. Uh, anyway, so it finally focused in on her, but it took like 30 to 40 minutes for that to happen. And for a while, I thought, is Angela Bassett the main character of this movie? Queen Ramona, is she the main character? Oh, wait, no. We're kind of. We're kind of lacking focus <laughs> here and there. And it took a while for it to really hone in to the point where I was like, well, we should have been. I felt like we should have been seeing things more from her perspective. And I think that would have ultimately led to us feeling more connected with the arc which i think the arc is strong but i just needed a little bit a little bit more substance to it so maybe i'm not sure if that addresses any of your problems jonesy but you can let me know no i do think that's part of it um and so the letter grade i settled on with this was a b plus um because the other thing is i do think that this is better than the majority of what's been put out in the MCU uh, phase Mm. four. And I think that that is a phase four problem. Um, So that's a little bit of both. The quality of this film, really high. Um, Mm. Looked really good. uh, Very well acted. Except they had a lot of shots where they just were hyper close in and then like really like long lenses, which was very distracting to me. But anyways, continue. Um, It's a very high quality generally around the board. And uh, I forgot the thing I was going to say. Sorry. And it just, it's better. It was better. And, oh, that feels more like an MCU problem than mm. just the quality of this movie blowing everything out of the water. So that's not good. So you I mean like the, the bar has been lowered, therefore this feels higher. Not because yeah. it's necessarily boom. Way yeah, there. it's smacking me in the face. Just mm. the bar so low. It's not good. Um, and hopefully they can write the ship 
And, you know, we've had conversations about that generally about the idea that Kevin Feige is kind of distracted doing other things. And there are quotes where he talks about this is a very important movie for us. So for this film, you feel the time and attention that this movie got. And I think that that paid off. Um, so, yeah, we can talk about. You want to get into spoilers because I feel like everything else that we want to talk about this film uh, goes too deep in the spoilers. How did you like the um action no not the action uh not more and and the god what are they called the, what is the nation called talacan 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 how did you um, like talacan and <clears throat> not more not how it was all weaved into it so he like i said he was one of the standout performances for me uh i thought that he was a great villain he was a great antagonist uh, generally, the MCU struggles with this kind of character. And in Namor, they made someone who was charming and threatening and um, charismatic. All of the things that you want your villain to be, almost like Killmonger, which was almost a problem in this movie because it felt like a very similar narrative to the mm. first movie where you're like, Killmonger is not wrong. And you're like, is Namor wrong? I don't know. And like, yeah, ultimately, yeah, obviously he's wrong. It's it is <laughs> it is means and methods, not idea. And speaking and, of recycle, oh, sorry, I thought you were done. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I I really liked him. I thought he was. I really enjoyed him as a character. Um, and for someone that is a relative newcomer to be able to share so many scenes with uh, Letitia Wright and angela bassett and hold his own it was very impressive i'm mm -hmm. looking forward to seeing you know it's i walked out of this and was like solo movie win right when's the next time i'm going to see this character um he was that good for me sorry you asked a question did i ask a question um you started to say i'm sorry you started to say something i did Maybe but i don't remember what it was okay. I'll, I'll get back to it eventually i'm sure um yeah i thought he was really good uh the people and the city design of the city was amazing. Um, I thought their design was really well done. It seemed very thoughtful. Um, you know, they managed to make it unique. For I was just about to say. Times. Yeah. So I wanted to say this without being disparaging of Aquaman. Like, where is Aquaman? It just seemed like the people were wet. Um, this. I was kind of amazed by the underwater stuff that we got and the way that the people looked and the way that the city looked and the way that it was designed and seemed very thoughtfully designed and like the portals underwater that take you from one place to the other. Like it was, it was cool. I, I really liked that. I would like to see that world again. Um, let me ask you something. And I want, I want to see if I wasn't making this up. Were they blue on the surface because they were oxygen deprived? Uh, yes and then okay yes. got it um that's what i thought or maybe maybe not oxygen deprived because they have those things that put over their mouth but maybe because like when it when the oxygen touches their skin it, it interacts in a specific way perhaps but something along those lines it, they weren't blue all the time only above water yeah yeah it seemed yeah and if i'm it, what i thought was the mask didn't give them as much oxygen as they would be pulling from 
when they were underwater. Um, yeah, not sure about the why. I, I think they, I think it's, I don't think they were lacking in oxygen because they were able to fight pretty effectively on land. Um, so I don't think that they were like, lacking. no, 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 not sick. I guess I can have phrase this. I know um, you meant to the point where it affects their body because they don't have enough. No, like, no, oh, okay. Well, uh, the same way people turn blue when they can't breathe. Yeah, right. my point is, I don't, I don't think that they would be blue. I, if that was the reason, I don't think they would be able to effectively fight. Alternatively, the they are just stronger in water. Okay, you know, maybe the same way he is, but, but he's sli- he's still slightly different. I don't know. In you in know. in the next in the in the spinoff movie, you they they could pretty much give me any explanation. I'll be like, oh, okay. They can give me my explanation or your explanation, and I'll buy it. Yeah, I and it'll it would likely be further developed, right? Because you remember in Justice League, they had to create pockets of air so that they could speak, and then James Wan was like, "That's fucking no. stupid. They can just <laughs> talk." Stupid. Right. I so feel like I rewatched. The, the I feel like movie. I rewatched Justice League, um, the the Zack Snyder's cut, and mm-hmm. I think I remember them talking underwater, not like the, yeah. I think they did both, if I recall. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Anyways. One thing I also I was so proud. I'm not sure if you noticed this when they pronounced his name for the first time. When he pronounced his name for the first time, I'm like, they did it. They did the thing that I wanted them to do. Would not Namor. pronounce it Namor. Namor. They pronounced it Namor because I know we had a, con- a conversation here where I was just like, I'm wondering if they're going to go Namor because it's Latino influence and not Namor. And well, it's not Latino. It's Spanish. It's not Latino. Right. Um, language because before the name is an anagram for Roman. That's why this time they literally found a way to make it true, which I like. Um, I like it's one of those things where it's almost like doing a reboot of a thing and they made something make slightly more sense. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, no, no, it does. And I really like that. Um, yeah, that's why I'm and... like with the pronunciation because everyone calls him Namor. And outside in the real world, everyone calls him Namor. In our world, everyone calls him Namor. And I was just like, because he's Latino, I can't imagine them saying Namor because it would have to be spelled differently, you know? Well, it didn't like, mean just... that before. I know that, which is why I was wondering oh, okay. because it's because it's like like, you know, Mexican influence, you know, yeah, Yucatan Mayan influence, there's gonna be the there will they change it to fit those that linguistic aspect of it? And that was me curious the entire time, and they did. And it made me very happy because I'm like. So I was awesome. going to ask you a question. I have a note to ask you: Who had a better name origin? Was it Solo or was it Namor? But I think <laughs> I know the answer based on what you're saying. Obviously, Solo. <laughs> Your people have no love, so Namor. Namor. <laughs> it was a stretch, but like whatever. I was just like, oh, okay. Okay, whatever. I'll go with it. I think because it came in the context of destroying a plantation, they could have named it whatever the fuck they wanted. I was like, yep. Or this. <laughs> Burn it all down. I could watch I call this every My enemies movie. call me. I hate plantations. <laughs> my enemies call me Django. <laughs> my enemies call me fuck the colonizers. <laughs> but yeah, that is, that's probably one problem that I had with this movie that stops me from rating it higher. Um, that I, I just felt like they recycled the plot of the original. I could see that. Um, you have then, uh, oppressed oh, peoples. <laughs> you have oppressed peoples <laughs> who are uh, raging against the same machine together. And it's like, I got it the first time. Yeah. And I remember what I was going to say 
before uh, in that they even kind of have a recycled character arc for Letitia that Black Panther had. Um, yeah. It wasn't in Black Panther, but it was in another movie. It was in Civil War. Uh, and I just thought that was interesting at the very end. I was like, oh, yeah, OK, I guess they're they're doing that again. But it felt fine to me, even though because it was the same arc, but like different journey and different way to get there. So I was totally fine with the fact that both Black Panthers had the same arc. Okay. At different points. Okay. Spoiler. Sure. Um, Speaking of which, we should get into spoilers. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, because otherwise this will be a very long show. I also like one last non-spoiler thing, which kind of makes me laugh. You have to know how bad Eternals is that no one, they're like, hey, where's the vibranium? There's literally a god somewhere in the ocean or what is the equivalent of a god that they could strip for parts. Where's the vibranium? What's it made of? Mm -hmm. Is it is it vibranium? Do you think it's vibranium? My point is that movie is so shitty and so well received that it like the idea isn't even worth exploring. <laughs> They're like, where the fuck is the vibranium? That's all we <sighs> care about. Where's the vibranium? Like, have you heard anybody talk about this? I mean, I personally anybody? would love to dig into the 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 body of something that came up from the freaking earth and just because we haven't had a movie about uh, it doesn't mean it hasn't been done. They're ignoring it. They're, they're ignoring not. It. All no, of the not. billions of millions of other things that they mention, all the other Easter eggs. Listen, let me tell you, they mentioned it. it. Is they mentioned strange, it. It I is strange to me. Do they mention let me tell you. The comedy. They so they they, they relegated the god. They yeah, they it did. Somewhere. You're right. She's okay. flipping through the newspaper, okay. and they're talking about Logan. They're talking about that, but they relegated it to the comedy. Oh my god. I'm work. I'm just saying. Is there, is that thing eventually, eventually will be not necessarily addressed. I'm not gonna say they're gonna have a whole plot line, but it's gonna pop up in some way, shape, or form. It's gonna happen. No, no. it's gonna happen. They're just gonna yeah, say so? it was mined off screen in in some movie in the future. No, that, yeah, that'll be exactly. it. they might do that. What's That's the fine. damage control agency? Yeah, that damage control got it, but it'll never be used for plot or anything. <laughs> no one, no, no human on on Earth will have yeah. even noticed it except for the the extraction crew. <laughs> Anyway, ready to get into spoilers? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Um, so I don't really have too many a longer spoiler thought. There are questions and concerns that I have. Um, this did not cause me to rate the movie lower, but I did not like the mid credit scene. I'll start backwards. I'll go backwards. Um, I understand why they did it. I think that it makes sense. Um, it feels like the best balance that they could have struck under the circumstances from their perspective. Okay. And I say that saying like, given that you've named this child T'Challa, you're not going to recast T'Challa. Like that's just it. They're going to age up this kid. And that is the MCU's T'Challa. My question then is, Will they actually invest in this kid um, and bring him up to the same level of visibility? Um, or are they just going to stick him in Young Avengers at all and do something with him? I don't know. And it, it, if it is a one-off, I wouldn't be happy with that. In addition to all of the other concerns that I raised when we talked about this previously, um, so I didn't like that. I, like I also, 
Yeah. I don't oh I thought that it was tastefully done. I don't like it because I have questions about what they're going to do with it. That's fair. Yeah. I don't have those questions to me. I'm like, okay, well, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I still think there's potential to do that, have a yeah. young Avengers to Tala, and then maybe even have a multiverse T'Challa in some way. So I think there's yeah. a way for them to have their cake and eat it too down the line. Um, but I mean the kid's really young, so it's going to be a while unless they have another end game like event where everything could be aged up five years or a handful of years or more, which is possible. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not, or really, in a film where they talk about I'm time not, travel. I'm Can not you? having, I don't have that concern for this character at this point. Um, but I do like what it did for once again, uh, Shuri's character arc. I thought it was great. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also thought there was too much death. Um, I felt like, this film <clears throat> Shuri is the new Thor pounded basically. Um, but this film just compounded real life tragedy and then it threw in Angela Bass as well. And I felt like it was just, it was too much. And it's hard for me to think of another character that has gone through quite that much in the same film. Um, and I thought that T'Challa would have been enough. I like that. I, I like what it did for her arc. I think it made her rise to the occasion. It made her really forced to reevaluate what the Black Panther can mean to her and forced her yeah. to, to grow um, because she was able to retreat into her technology. She was able to effectively cope uh, like an addict and this made it so that she had to do more than that she had to like i said rise to the occasion um kind of understand what the black panther means understand what her role in society is going to be and effectively move on um and i thought i thought it worked yeah, it wasn't for me. There is a conversation that happens generally among Black critics as we watch things. And it's a question of there's almost, there's too much death. There's too much um, Black suffering happening on the screen. And I understand as a narrative choice that you're using this to motivate the characters. I just it just felt like it was too much for me. But like Angela Bassett um, was being fridged. Not necessarily, but yeah, kind of. Again, you've already had the death of T'Challa in there. Um and it felt all too real because every time they're talking about him dying, they're really talking about Chadwick Boseman. And then to add on top of that the death of um Queen Ramonda, that just felt like a lot. So, um, I, one of the things that was kind of interesting, I was, I walked out wondering, do I want to see a Ironheart show? And I wasn't sure, um, based on what I saw, I didn't, mm -hmm. I walked out neutral on the character. It is nice that we got introduced to her already. So she had a very Black Panther-esque introduce introduction to this world where in not her own movie, we get to see mm -hmm. her and see what she's capable of like civil war style. 
And now we'll get to see her in her own thing. And so I'm hoping, although when I did see Black Panther in Civil War, I was more excited for what was coming next than what might happen in Ironheart. I thought he was more integrated better into Civil War than Ironheart was into this. Um, Riri was kind of a plot point that I kind of forgot why. I'm like, wait, why are they coming after her again? Like, what? Why? I said, going back now, like, why? Why do they? I don't remember why they went to her. Do you? Because, yeah, because she created the machine. And so it is a thing that doesn't really make any sense. She created the device that was capable of detecting vibranium. Namor's right. thought process was, well, we need to kill her because she can create the machine. It's like, well, Yes, but like once an idea is out there, killing the person that originated it doesn't do anything. So that felt like flawed I mean, he's pretty thinking. And that's... isolated. <laughs> he's isolated, so he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He's I was gonna say, I love it's just basic on, but like, I mean, listen to fucking ocean. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Um, but like, uh, so, um, but really, Scotty I think, doesn't. I think know. her character was good. I liked her character. Um, I thought she was fun to watch. Um. And I'll watch more of her, but I don't think she was ultimately necessary. It felt, it felt like unnecessary. The more I think about it, it's like I don't think. Well, it's, I don't know it's necessary from the perspective that they need to set up this character to have their own TV show, right? But it didn't feel necessary in the movie. I think they could have yeah. done it without her, and almost as effectively. Um, though I do like her design, and not only like I kind of want to transition to the designs in general between mm-hmm. that and then the the. Um, Okoye, I think uh, her who knew her new outfit that's yeah. like straight out of Power Rangers, both of them straight out of Power Rangers. Everyone, I, I, people complain about it. I like it, I think it looks fun. It somehow it has that, that sort of plastically look to it, makes it feel so different from Iron Man, even though you know it's basically more Iron Man suits. Also, Okoye's new suit looks like Azora from Zelda, like exactly like Zora's. It's weird. I saw that and yeah. I was like, how. Nintendo, you better get your your suing pants on because you're about to have a pretty actionable lawsuit on your hands here. So uh, yeah, yeah, this is um. And so if you've looked at all at uh, Tanahisi Coates's run of Black Panther, you'll see these these characters exist in that as well. But they don't predate Zelda. So, but the Zoras, to be fair, those I think the Zoras I'm speaking about specifically, mostly. Breath of the Wild, because they look different in the other uh, games. Yeah, um, I think I'm trying to remember how recent his run is. They're probably contemporary. Um, who is it? Tanheezy Coates. He's a writer, so he's the guy that wrote it. He didn't illustrate it, um, but I definitely remember reading part of his run while I was in Germany. So this is easily four years old at this point it's got to be this is 2018 so haha did not predate zelda didn't did not predate zelda did i did not predate breath of the wild when's breath of the wild 2017 yeah so i said contemporaries no no i agree i'm just saying like i was you were right in that it didn't predate the the zoro yeah i'm I guess the way I was thinking of it was that they were so they were close enough in time that it, it would be hard for me to think that they influenced one influenced the other. If that makes I mean, sense. I think there's I think there's a solid year between them. 
I don't know how long they spend on actually making the comics and designs, but I think it's potential that there could have been some, uh, what's it called, subconscious influence. I don't know. If I don't I'm think making they actually a thing, looked at if, it. If said, I'm making I mean, a thing in 20, if I'm releasing a thing in 2018, presumably I'm making it in 2017. Right? Right. While playing Zelda. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at your designs are trash. Look at this. No, they're not. Um, they're not trash. They're great. No, to be fair, I'm. No, no, no. I'm at, saying. I'm saying you're. I'm tra looking they're at trash. The, like, no, no. Whatever uh, designs they originally had, they're trash. Look at this game. Do this. So I'm looking at the designs right now. I think they look different enough in the comic compared to the movie. The movie looks more like Zora's to me than the comic. Yeah. Okay. But whatever. Like, I really, I genuinely don't think this is actually, you know, a copy or anything. I just, it just took me out of the movie a bit. And I was just like, huh, it looks like Zora mixed in with Power Rangers, like a Power Rangers creature. Um, not complaining. Once again, I actually really love that Sentai aesthetic they're going for with these designs. Like, I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, if I was a kid and then I saw, oh, yeah, in 20 years or 30 years, this is going to be a movie and they're going to look like this. I would just be like, oh, my God. It's like the best thing ever. I, I was also frustrated um, with, not frustrated, that's not the right word. Maybe it is. Michaela Cole. I really like her, but I did not understand her role in this. Um, I want Sorry, who's more that? from her. So she was the soldier that had the knives. So she was the Dormilogic yeah. soldier, soldier. It was weird, right? She and so she is a relatively, yeah. She's a relatively high to me. She's a high profile actress. I like everything that she's been in. She talked a lot about being in this movie, almost to the point where when we were having the Black Panther conversation, there was a part of my brain that was like, it's possible that she's the one in the suit, right? Like she is a high enough profile actress where if they did that, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. Um but from a narrative perspective in this, I didn't understand why she was there, what the role was or any of that stuff. And so these are kind of the things where I'm talking about, like there were some things they could have tightened up um, about the she movie. She was like a quirky side and... character that was there to fill in some color, but not really do anything. It was a little bit strange. I agree. I expected more out of yeah. her. She, and then ultimately she was the other woman in the suit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so like that was it. She was just a body to put in the suit alongside Okoye which yeah. is fine and but from a yeah i think kyle's probably right it feels like they cut some stuff out which you know for a two hour and 41 minute movie um <clears throat> i guess i guess um Brian yeah Coogler it definitely felt like there was Zack probably Snyder a story <laughs> yeah it definitely feels like there was edition. a storyline or something that got cut out mm. um and i'm curious what it was because again to me she's a high profile actress um maybe that's not the way lucasfilm and disney see her because she was also in the last jedi uh in a very quick um cameo basically it basically was a cameo she was one of the bridge officers so i do have a theory yeah. on what was cut out though i think there was a longer more detailed thread uh, with Okoye having lost her uh, generalship and I'm betting she mm -hmm. plays into that more because you see her go back and say you know I need you to to help me so I'm thinking that there's probably more to that thread uh, some 
uh, partnership relationship uh, uh, aspects, uh, grieving, coping with having lost this position, lost the princess. That's what I felt like is probably missing. I don't know. I just remind no, me. I think, think that's of, a like, good theory. That could be. There could be the spinoff show now, which is called Disgraced, and it's like the ten minutes between when she was dismissed and when she got back into the suit. That's the a whole series. Well, this could the be the Wakanda shots. show, right? Oh, I forgot about that. This, yeah, this could be the Wakanda. I show. forgot about that. I show. would watch a an Okoye led Wakanda show. I think I would have been more excited before these suits. Uh, they didn't really do anything for me, but as a Dora Milaje, like I really enjoy her, um, and so th- for me, the the um, some of the weakness of the movie was you had these really high highs, like Angela Bassett dressing Okoye down in the throne room, fucking amazing. Um, like it's certainly award level nomination. Um, and it was like well she's too, like. like- it was well, when she was just like, "Oh, you thought I forgot about the fact that you just turned on me." Yeah, last and movie, and I, I love when they do that. I love yeah. when it, when a movie can effectively bring back things that otherwise would have seemed like, "Oh, that was just a like a, a loose plot thread, a thing that happened." Um, and like you said, like, no, I didn't fucking forget. Think about yeah. that shit all the time. Fuck you. Um, yeah. And I really liked that um and so you had this really high high of that scene and then kind of this like this scene that because Michaela Cole wasn't integrated well into the story like I don't why she had her house like why did this happen what's going on here like what's the point of this um I didn't need that and and not only did I not need it just didn't feel like it was meshed well with the story and so that adds to this runtime unnecessarily yeah that's fair that is fair. Um, I'm trying to think here any other aspects that were, <clears throat> yeah, like uh, it, it did feel like there's just a lot of things that could have been shaved down. And like I said, the first half, it, it felt like it lacked focus. I, I feel like I wanted, this is stupid me saying it, but like, I feel like there could have been a stronger narrative if they had more Shuri up front and less Angela Bassett. Because it just made it feel like I wasn't sure what I'm supposed to be following and what the narrative through line is and what I should be connected to. Um, but ultimately I do think that Sherry was like, I talked about, I sung her praises earlier, but I remember I'm um, seeing her in the first movie and I thought she was great in the first movie, but she was very kind of one note, like really sort of cool genius, younger sister type character. And in this one, you really get to see like the layers of her and how understated her performances throughout the entire movie, where it's just, she's, in morning you could just tell she's just morose and it was just there was a specific moment and i don't remember what it is but she said a couple of lines and i'm like i was surprised that they just allowed her to have this much range in this movie and i thought her her character ultimately at the end rose to the occasion of the lead of this movie and i just wish they went full into it from the beginning to end yeah, I, so that is a dangerous proposition for me because I, again, I enjoyed Angela Bassett that much. I did too. Much. Like, I did too. I, she was I great. Love, and I, I could not think of anything that I would want cut. So to your point, like they open, they basically open the movie, not with her, but like 
I mean, basically, they have they have that opening scene with Hillary, and then yeah. they cut to that scene in and, the in the United Nations meeting. Yeah, and she's like I said, she's just carrying this movie, and I I wouldn't take any of that stuff out. Like I just couldn't. I mean, maybe it's not uh, about taking it out, the... but repurposing it more through the perspective of Shuri in some way. Yeah, yeah, so she's not maybe. even present for a good chunk of that. For any of that opening scene <laughs> and there's a few other scenes where she's not present for like i said she's not really thrown back into the spotlight until 30 minutes in and i just think it's wasted yeah. opportunity that we could have been a it's very unmarvel like because to a fault marvel has been main character centric i mean you look at and my mind goes back to iron man 2 not because of how narratively weird it was but because it was an opportunity where i was like oh we get to see um war machine do his war machine thing and i thought maybe the focus might be more on him but he literally was just a side character in that movie and pretty much in every movie that had iron man in it and i remember constantly being disappointed i'm like oh i like these movies but these side characters aren't getting a lot to work with like yeah they're fun side characters right. but i don't feel like i'm getting to know them which is a part of the reason why it's taken this long for us to give a shit about many of them it's still it's a reason why we're still kind of like it took us that long to, to to really get Sam Fisher, Sam Fisher. That's right, right? Sam Sam Wilson. <laughs> I always get those two names mixed up. Yeah, I was thinking. I was like Sam Wilson. Splinter Cell. Why are we talking about Splinter? <laughs> Sam Cell? Wilson. I always get those names mixed up. Sam Wilson in uh as Captain America, um, yeah. and why like these all these side characters? It, just, it took him so long. It took him a decade for us to be like, okay, now I could see you as a main character. It took too long. And I feel like this is the reverse problem where it's like you have all these other characters that's like, oh, I kind of want them to be the main character. I kind of want them to be the main character, almost at the expense of who should be the main character and the main driving force of this movie. Yeah. Um, I have two more things to say about this movie, then I'm I'm ready to move on if okay. you are. Um, I know you said you don't like the fight scenes. I really like the Koye's fight scenes. I like especially the bridge fight. No, um, no that was good. She like she was awesome. And not only was she awesome, I love the way she uses her spear. It's just a lot, a lot of fun to watch her pick that thing up and use it. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so that that's that was a high for me. A low for me was I did not like that they went out into the ocean to fight uh, Namor and his people. Like it didn't make sense because that's where they're the strongest. And this. They talked about it in this movie where the Americans were like, hey, you know, these people that are they're so technologically advanced, we don't know that we could beat them in war. Like these people literally went to where uh, Namor's people were the strongest they could possibly be. And the plan just didn't really make any sense. And so not only are they supposed to be the strongest and the smartest, this was the plan of the smartest of the smarties. Uh, Shuri, this is her idea. And she's like, let's go into the middle of the ocean. I'm like, what? That that seems dumb. And I think that you could play it off as um, this is this is a plan that is born by your grief. But I, in that circumstance, I need someone to say that. I need someone to kind of look at her sideways and say, like, is this really the best that you can do? Like, we're going to get like people are going to die. And no one said anything, even after lots of people died. No one said like that probably was not the best idea. So 
Yeah, I could see that. I, I could also see them being like, hey, uh, was like, why don't we go out into the desert? Just take them there. And I was like, well, it's going to be really hard to attract them to that area. Period. It's easier to attract them to somewhere in the ocean. He came on land for reasons. So he did. they could have been like, yeah, let's parlay. Them. He came yeah. on land to attack them. He That's said, exactly. I'll be back. He was like, bury your dead. Da, 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 I'll be back. So clearly there was no reason for them to go to him. Well, he was coming want... back. They didn't want said to that. endanger Wakanda, though. They didn't want to endanger the people of Wakanda. They evacuated him. Is it easy to evacuate, like, a country? They did it. Did they evacuate Everybody was country? with M'Baku. Yeah, they took everybody. Everyone left. They were with M'Baku's people. Yes. Yes. I don't remember that. They there's were even a scene where they're everybody. Like, yeah. They're like, there's more coming from the city. There's We need more space. And he's like... <laughs> What do you want me to do? You guys are guests here, and yeah. Hey, he's like you bougie motherfuckers. Squeeze in. How did I miss that? I must have zoned out for a second because I literally missed that that plot point where everyone. Because I think at that point we were two hours and twenty minutes, and there were another twenty <laughs> minutes left in the movie. No, by that um, point there was forty five minutes left in the movie. Yeah, I remember. I looked um, at my watch a lot this movie. I will say that a lot. Yeah, and Danny had the same complaint. Um, criticism. Oh, sorry. I said I was done. I, I one more thing. We even talked about Killmonger. What do you think about that? I like what he represented. I'm not sure how I like it. Was how I like that it was. I don't like. I'm not sure how I like the execution. Um, Why? Because Maybe it's because it wasn't clear to me from the get-go what he was meant to represent. And by the time that we understood what he represented, maybe I just wanted to see him again at that point and maybe see her actively reject him versus, yeah. I'm just mad it means he's dead. Well, obviously he was dead. No, oh, he, yeah, he's, he could have. He could have. He could have come. He could have come back because I always had the dream, and it would have never happened given the way things are going. But him being involved, not necessarily on the Thunderbolts team, but having to face off against a mind like uh, a, a criminal mind like Zemo. Uh, I wish they hadn't killed Claw to have all three of them involved, and in, and that was my dream. So this was just like, yeah, we'll we'll never see Kill Killmonger in that. That's the only thing I didn't like. He was a villain worth seeing again. Exactly. Like yeah. And so, you know, and I think that was only proven more by the um, What If series. Because I really enjoyed watching him come back. So, and, an, and I, uh, another piece of Marvel where we got to see uh, T'Challa die again. It's very exciting. I want to see, uh, I want to, when I see this movie again, I think I want to be able to better understand how I feel about him popping up. It kind of felt out of place for me. Why did she want to burn the world down? That's a good question. I think she's angry. I I get it in some level. It's irrational, which I know is not your forte in uh, understanding. Um, But she, she is basically. Try to think here. She just felt so just betrayed by the world when her brother, her best friend, is just gone, and as she took it really hard. I mean, and then as a result, nothing. It's an irrational thought. I will say. Yeah. 
I <clears throat> I think my frustration is that it wasn't presented as such. As irrational? Uh, yeah. It, it kind of muddies the waters about what her motivations are and why. Because that whole scene with Killmonger is kind of predicated on like, what is her thought process? What is the why of why she wanted to, to get the herb back? I don't think I disagree because I, I think you saying like, we need to point out that she's wrong for being really angry at her brother's death. I don't think that's the way to do it. No. Um, Cause I, I don't think no. she actually wanted to burn the world down, but she was just angry that the world fate, whatever did that and took her brother away. And she was just angry. And I think that's totally normal when, when you lose someone that close to you mm. for mo- most, just maybe no, not for you, Jonesy, for, for, but for many people it is. No, I, um, it, it's, I feel like you're reading in something that they did not set up. Well, how is it the fair. world's fault? They didn't talk about fate. They didn't talk about um, any of those things. And it, that is a good point. You're, I agree because yeah. um, I think there's a couple, there's several points. Um, the beginning of the movie with the funeral um, and at several points during Shuri's arc, there are points where I was like tearing up quite a bit, but it was also because me, I also recognized, I feel like I'm, I'm auto completing a lot of the, a lot yes. of that in my head. And it's driving me to emotion just because I'm auto-completing it in a more effective way than yeah. was actually presented in the movie. So I agree with you. If she, sorry, if she no, says she was angry at him, that would I would have understood that, even if it's irrational, right? Like that would have been a driving force and a motivation that made sense and character. But when you tell me that you want to burn the world down, I'm like, why? We haven't talked yeah. about anything that the world had anything to do with this, but no, I think I understood the sentiment, even if it didn't make sense to me, um, because it was driven by emotion and irrationality. Like that's just what happens. Like you're angry at the world when you lose someone close to you. And then also when her mom died as well, I could definitely get that. She's like, well, F the world. Like I'm, I mean, at that point she was, she had lost her mom and her brother. Um, and I could understand the the desire to burn the world down at that point when losing so many people in close proximity. I mean, she lost her. What do you mean? What is this? I guess. I mean, just I, I wouldn't. Though I, I would be morbidly depressed, but I wouldn't want to burn the world down. But I could see that feeling. I mean, you also have to deal. I'm going to run with your autocomplete thing. Okay. I'm going to run with your autocomplete thing because to me, it makes more sense to be mad at Namor than it does the world. And she was. And she point. was. And at that point, sure. she was. And that that drove okay. her to go forward. But I, I I get your point. I think you're I think you're more right than I am because I am auto completing some things, and I want to see the movie again, so I can understand more. If there is more to that, something that I missed, um, or if it's just a kind of a flaw in in the way the story is structured. I'm gonna go with flaw. And these these are my issues with like these are the things that stop it from being an A movie. Yeah. Things like that. Which is funny because I gave it a lower grade than you, but I feel like you have more critiques than I do. <laughs> it's fun. I I liked it. Um I do have I expect these, it to be these... more fun. It was kind of 
What? I expect it to be more fun. Well, I expected it. To... Let me rephrase that. So I. It's literally it a funeral. Be... I know that it's a funeral, <laughs> but like I it... expected. Oh, can I, talk? I think you're confused. I, 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 expected... I think you're confused. I get that black funerals can be fun. I get it. <laughs> hey, I went to Wakanda be, like... for a semester. I think I know more about Wakandan culture than you do, Jonesy. And it was a ball. I had a great time. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, I went there during the blip, so there were a lot of funerals. So I was partying nonstop. All the clubs were open, there were no lines anywhere. <laughs> they were charging cover because nobody was there. <laughs> I love it. You- that is, some by dark, COVID that is some dark humor, guys. I love it. <laughs> anyway. Like, no, you should wait. So in Hawaii, you should hear people talk about what it was like being stationed in Hawaii during COVID. They're like, it's fucking amazing because there are no tourists coming here. <laughs> it's like I'm people sure. are dying. They're like, whatever. Beach is clear. <laughs> <laughs> um no, but I expected to me the the movie, the tone, the the, the energy felt kind of like this. Whereas expected to be kind of more higher highs and lower lows. Maybe it was just the, the feel of it um, didn't reach like, oh, this is fun to watch at any point. Whereas I think there were definitely several points in the first movie where I felt that. even amidst I don't think you would ever get that from this movie. Maybe not. Well, I mean, you said like it was said, fun. You said it was fun, and I was just like, eh, I thought it would be more fun. So I mean, that's just where it came from. Did I say fun? Maybe I did say fun. Did. I think you did. That's what triggered me. So I think I really... I think I really just, card. Here's the thing. I just, I think I really just enjoyed Okoye and um, Shuri interacting. They were a lot of fun. They were mm-hmm. fun. They were fun. Um, yeah, that was the probably the most quote unquote fun part was that whole yeah. middle plot, that whole middle un, unessential plot to the story. Going to MIT. When they go get, getting Riri, who, uh, one thing I thought was great. I love when she went to the bathroom and Okoye was already in there. She's like, oh, like, what, are you doing? what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? She starts throwing, I, I guess, her speakers. Are those that a Bluetooth speaker she threw at them? I don't know what it was. And I'm old. to be clear, when I say fun, I enjoy, there are, there are things that I think are fun fun like namor is a fun villain to me like i enjoy Mm. watching him do his thing like when he when he was like hey you know we could partner together we could have like this mutual pack together this um you know this this mutual defense tree let's do this and she's like what if i say he's like i'm gonna fucking kill all of you (laughs) and like right like you laugh like in my head that's what i'm hearing as i'm watching him make this pitch and it's funny to me and I enjoy it. And I wish they had shown it, but they didn't. Like, they're having this conversation in his little grotto. Hey, and... uh, breaking news, guys. This is a pretty big deal. Otherwise, I wouldn't interrupt the uh, review. Uh, Kevin Conroy has passed. <gasps> oh, my God. No. How old was he? Uh, Kevin Conroy, born, born in uh, 55, 66 years old. Yeah. That's not very old. Nope. Uh, everyone's uh, everyone's reporting on it. The oldest one looks like thirty minutes, so this is uh, this is fresh. Shit. Sorry. That's all right. That's a. Uh... That sucks. 
That does suck. So I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna flash my little <laughs> Batman animated series Funko. Yeah. Home. So uh, if you guys uh, want to talk yeah. any of that later on, fine. But I I wanted to get that in. So sorry. Yeah, let's definitely be talk. We could touch on that after this. Um, I'm gonna fucking cleave to my Funko pops. Um, who's who's that on next to Batman? Who's that? I can't. I don't know fucking who that shit is. together. I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. Sorry. The king was... of, it's the king of Wakanda. <laughs> king of Wakanda. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell from a distance. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, yeah, I enjoyed watching their scenes together. And the scene, like I said, where he made this pitch when he stood up after he was talking to her, I kind of expected. And when she was, when one of his the people that she was like, "Yeah, you're being summoned," I kind of wanted him to like take off his little cape thing and mm-hmm. jump in the water. I don't know why. I kind of wanted to see her thirst over him a little bit. Um, I wonder that I'm not gonna lie. So when I was watching this, so I've been I've been interacting a lot on Book Talk, and there's like everyone, like so many people on Book Talk, especially women, are all about the freaking, the uh, domineering, male, love interest, and I was just like, when like, are oh, they? I want him to like throw every trashy me onto romance. the bed. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like literally I could see him as the lead of a trashy romance where it's just like, oh, he's going to he might kill my he's entire my entire kingdom, you know, <laughs> and then somehow that, you know, that does it for her. Like, I imagine that is like I can imagine like the fan fiction coming from this, turning those scenes into like a smutty side story. Easy. Yeah, easy. Yeah, I. It made me think of Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon, where marriage <clears throat> is how you resolve some of these issues. And, and I thought that to your point, yeah. yeah, I thought so too. Um, and maybe they thought that they wouldn't like that plot like that. But I thought for someone as old as he is, that would make sense. And you could have had that counterpoint of like, no, 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 that's not how we do things anymore. Like the T'Challa, like, we don't do that here, right? Um, but anyway, that's it. Um, but yeah, I love, uh, I love man, the line fuck, also. He's like, where he talks about how what would happen to her body if she went down. He's like, oh, you can wear a suit. Like, like, wear a suit. That was great. He, like I said, fun. Like, I, when I talk about fun, that's kind of what I mean. Like, I thought he was, he was fun. He was charming. Or every scene in Baku is in, in Baku. Yeah, exactly. And he was. He, what did he say? He like brings, we're we're he gonna reward so her with with exile. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, so that's yeah. Just how he's, is he politics. gonna be the king of Wakanda now? No. Well, oh wait, yeah. That was here's a question I have. So wait, so she's the Black Panther, so she's not gonna be the queen. Is that? Doesn't seem like it. That was weird because he's like, I'm fighting for the king for the whatever of Wakanda. I, I challenge. Like, yeah, I challenge. And I was like, wait, does that mean she's not? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, Black she Panther, doesn't show AK, up. Yeah. Black Pecker. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun. So winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Panther and King used to be separate titles. I forgot about that. Um, Sure. Yeah. He's awesome. I like, I love M'Baku. Also, I love that little touch at the beginning 
uh, where he shows up for the first time and he's just chewing on a carrot. Love it. Yeah. It took me a while to figure out what that is. I was like, is this fucking Bugs Bunny here? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ready to move on? Call back to the vegetarianisms of the Jabari tribe. <laughs> you ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, um, I. It's weird. I'm looking at the news list and I'm thinking about Kevin Conroy now. Uh, you want to do this first? You want to talk about Kevin Conroy? Get out of the way, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what can I, I say so, other than he's like just a seminal part of our childhoods, child heeds, child hides? Um, yeah. I mean, he like obviously we grew up Michael Keaton being Batman, but we didn't watch more. No one else took on the role more when we were kids than him. Well, I guess maybe I'm already in contradicting myself with uh, Adam West, but he definitely. I think he did more to define the role than for our generation. Yeah, for our generation. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's weird, like because I thought he'd be. I was just thinking about him the other day. Um, I don't know what the context was, but I was just like, oh, I wonder if he's going to do anything anytime soon. Apparently not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my mind just goes back to that iconic opening in episodes of, of the animated series. And uh, it's great that it's, it's – ha- I'm happy that that show got the recognition it deserved and that everyone appreciated everyone involved in it as much as they at have. At the time. Especially at the time and since then. You know, it wasn't yeah. one of those things where it's like we didn't appreciate it until it was too late. But, like, that they got to live and experience their success in real time and continuously. So on that in that sense, I think it's a hugely positive thing. I'm happy, um, and he had a great career as a result. So he will be missed. Yeah, agreed uh, with everything you said. I <clears throat> easily one of the best Batman movies. Right, Mask of the Phantasm, fantastic music with Shirley Walker, and so them coming together to create this character with everybody else on that show. It's just amazing. And um, I'm glad, like I said, that everyone enjoyed it at the time. This was how I introduced Batman to my son. Um, There's a picture somewhere that I have of my son looking at me while we're watching that opening. Um, So Kevin Conroe is just, it was amazing. So I am sad I'm, I'm sorry for his family um and friends folks that knew him um but i'm glad he was able to share his talent with the world and we we got to experience that so favorite episode hmm. i'm gonna put you on the spot yeah so i haven't thought about i haven't watched this series since college no so i'm trying to like honestly this is bad i'm trying to parse out what is batman and what is batman beyond um Mm, it's fair i mean harley quinn's introduction i really like and it's always it's, it's easy to forget that she was introduced in an animated series and not in the comics um yeah yeah i think i like her introduction as a character okay <clears throat> so he was, he was he was bruce in in the in batman beyond right yeah 
Okay, just making sure that I didn't. It's all connected. Yeah. So he was in that as well as Justice League and Justice League Unlimited and Batman Beyond. Like that was a fantastic fucking run of just the DC animated universe. It's just because mm-hmm. it's funny when you ask what my favorite favorite episodes is, my mind goes to um, I think it was the Batman Beyond movie, the one with the Joker. Mm-hmm. Joker yeah. returns. Yeah, return of the Joker. Movie. That one is the most That's impactful good. for me. Why? It was just surprisingly dark and demented. Mm. Like, There's I like mean, a PG. Yes. Is it PG thirteen or rated? There's a I no, not rated R. There's a PG thirteen. It's not R. It's not R. But yeah. like, I just for me because Batman the animated series, it was dark, but it was um, it was dark in a PG friendly way, whereas yeah. they added an extra twist, a little extra dementedness to it in that movie that I, I don't think I was used to at the time. I mean, getting shot in the heart with your own gun um, and having a flag sticking out of your chest as you die for a Saturday morning cartoon. It's fucking dark. Yeah. Dark. I, I don't even like if Netflix didn't exist and we still had like the same kind of TV regime that we have now. I don't know that you could get away with that. No, no. Maybe. I don't know. These what uh what's your favorite? I have a couple. Um, <clears throat> um the ones that specifically focus on him, I think the two face episodes, the introduction, really good. Um I really like the Grey Ghost episode because then you get the Adam West slash Kevin Conroy mashup in there, which I love. I loved when I was a kid, I used to love the shadow radio program. And so getting to see them directly reference the fact that the shadow influenced Batman, but then you, they also were like, well, who could we get to play this, the, the shadow character? Uh, and then they get Adam West and you get to see Kevin Conroy interact with Adam West. And it, for me, it was just, um, it was really well done. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then I also liked the um, the Robin origin story. All the origin, like, it seems like they spent a lot of time thinking about the origin stories. Well, because um, I know that Robin's in their show reckoning. Bible, in their show Bible, they uh, they wanted each episode to feel like a mini movie. So I think they were yeah. really structured as such. So I think origins they they lend themselves to that structure very well, and I think it's what makes them very impactful. And like speaking of origin stories, I think Mister Freeze also right. Mm-hmm. Had as heart of ice, heart of ice. When that was a uh, not just impactful for me at the time, but I mean, I think it really influenced how that character was portrayed going forward. Period. So, yeah, yeah, yep, agreed. Um, yeah, I I liked um, that. I, I don't know if I said Robin's reckoning. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I did. I said Robin origin story. So yeah, handful of episodes that I just I really enjoyed. I would be remiss if I did not mention Almost Got Him, but that's not as Kevin Conroy-centric. Like, I really love that episode, but that's more about the villains talking about him. So, that's it. All right, well, let's move on to the the next story and hopefully a lighter subject matter. Well, yeah, I'm going to say yes, it's lighter subject matter because it doesn't have to do with death. So, uh, John Wick doesn't have to do with death? Ah, oh, fuck. I forgot about John Wick. <laughs> I forgot. Baba Yaga's back, y'all. 
so John Wick has the opportunity to take down the high table. I think the thing that, so Jeremy, we were talking before about what could we say about this trailer. I think the thing that interests me about the trailer is him having a family. Um, and it's fascinating to me that it took them four movies to introduce his family. And it doesn't feel like a plot device. He just seems like the kind of person that you wouldn't know that about until you know. And so I'm looking forward to that um, and seeing that get fleshed out. Um, I'm also interested in seeing this series come to a close, not because I think it's bad. I just want to see where it's going. And so the introduction of this hopefully drives us forward to um, ending this story. This series has been surprisingly strong in that it's pretty... I don't want to say one note because that's not quite right, but it's just like, you know what to expect going to John movie. You, he's like, he's he starts killing people. He kills people. He's on a mission to kill people or he's on a mission and people are in the way, you know, and he's got to get to it. And yet they lace in just enough mythology. Like you have the mythology, the background along with the extra things about his past coming out and kind of, coming together that's just it's very it feels dense enough it feels like you're getting enough with each movie and is this janet hard to do is this janet praising world 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 building oh my what is god happening? janet what is this is that is that my name what's happening yeah you've been janet for like I've two months now I've You've never been heard Janet this. for a while. <laughs> I've never heard this. What you know this how thing? I Dan, Danny was the one that started calling you Janet. I think you know how every now uh, you know how I use the swipe texting like I mm. glide my finger across. I don't peck oh. at the keys. The autocorrect for Jammer will sometimes come out as Janet, and so a while ago, I think it was Danny was like, "Nope, that's it. That that's your name now." <laughs> so... I didn't notice. That's funny. That is funny. Um, but no, so. Uh, I mean, I'm allowed to like world building, you piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, so I just like that they 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 do it enough to contribute to the plot of the story. So they they yeah. breadcrumb you throughout in an effective way. And I'm sure this one will be more of the same. Um, but to be frank, I'm never super excited when I see before I see these movies. It's kind of like I'm watching a Marvel movie where I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it. And I was like, oh, that was really good. Yeah. I'm glad I watched that. That's how I feel every single time watching these movies. Hard disagree. Hard disagree. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I can't wait to see it. Uh, I enjoy the John movies a lot. And I just recognize the villain from, I forgot. I forgot. Who's the villain in this movie? Uh, I don't, I can't tell. Um, hang on. I'm looking this up because I know I'm going to recognize him and I'm going to be like, who's Are you thinking Bill's Skarsgård? No. Okay. Oh, um. I recognize the Skarsgård for sure. Because at first I I was like, that's the Skarsgård. That's not the guy from It and Barbarian. So are you talking about? I'm I'm trying to figure out who I'm talking about. Calm yourself. Um, 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 Donnie um, Yen? Was that him? Yeah. I didn't recognize him. The one who's talking to him? Because he's getting old. Are you talking about the guy who was talking to him in the church when he said, you saying goodbye? Yeah, that's Donnie Yen. Yep. Okay. That's what I was thinking about. How did I not recognize Donnie Yen? That's a travesty. Something's wrong with you. 
Um, I knew he looked familiar, but I didn't know what from. That's how bad it was. Okay, he's not I, getting old so like Jet Li. Half Lee, a though. second. Jet Li, yeah. have you seen those recent pictures? Well, not recent. This was years ago. Don't depress me anymore. This is already a depressing enough show. I'm it's sorry. long because it's depressing, and now it's like no. For a second, I thought you were talking about Hiroyuki Sonata. I was like, I don't know if he's a bad guy. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely Donnie Yen, um, which I'm excited about. Like, I think about Blade 2. Probably not. It's weird. Most people probably don't think of Donnie Yen when they think of Blade 2. No, I, I don't. Do. I didn't even know he was in that. What? I've seen it. Yeah. What? I mean, that's, I saw it. Literally, I, I'll admit the last time I saw Blade 2 was in theaters. So... It's been a hot minute, dude. That is not. That is one of the best vampire flicks out out there. It is a an amazing blow, comic Kyle, book movie. Kyle, oh my god! I, I'm gonna blow your mind. I don't oh like vampire god. movies that much, so I just says, we, that means nothing to me. Jonesy, do you want me to just kick Jammer just off? Well, I'll finish the episode yeah. with you. Okay. All right, all right. Well, I got shit to do. I, I think. All, uh, I think the other thing I love about it is because he. I, it's one of the ones that jumps out to me is because he choreographed a lot of the fighting for it he helped with that and so that sticks out to my mind when i think about that movie um so i always think about him can, so can i'm always the one thing that bothers me why did they decide to change up the naming convention again john wick john oh as wick, opposed to a subtitle john wick chapter two john wick chapter yeah. three pellet parabellum and now just john wick chapter four what the yeah. what's going on is it chapter four or is it just john it's wick just four? chapter it's chapter four it went back okay some titles have subtitle or some chapters have subtitles and some just don't. one just the third one just the third uh, one has subtitles uh, it's uh, it's annoying it's no, not it's quite not. fast and furious annoying but it's annoying fuck you anyway uh so yeah i'm excited i i can't wait to see this um but i, I agree with everything you said about the lore um it's just bread crummy enough it reminds me a lot of the man with no name series um, although he does do more talking than Clint Eastwood. Well, there is a there's a very basic plot, right? And it's really just to facilitate the next gunfight. Let, let's, let's get from this mm. gunfight to this gunfight to this gunfight. It's very um, bare bones. It's just enough to get you this to the next thing. Mm, I guess so. Mm. But conversely, those gunfights I feel like have a lot of buildup and then are done quickly. Whereas this one, there's go 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 forever. Yeah, it's a di- it is a different style. Yes, you're right about that part. Um, but I guess I think of Keanu Reeves as a character, almost like the man with no name. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And for me, me, I'm always for the man with no name. I'm always just like, Psh, he's fucking different. He's a different character in each movie. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> next thing next thing you wrote a list what's the next thing oh you were asking me star wars news jd dillard and sean levy so jd dillard the director of the uh kind of okay sort of devotion director jd dillard will not be directing the star wars movie so just after we just told kathleen kennedy us specifically this podcast we say stop you just fucking stop announcing shit. Um, the film that I forgot was announced is no longer happening. And to quote this dude from the rap, he says, it was not for lack of trying. Nah. Yeah, not for it was it was going to be an original idea. And they pressed him and asked him, hey, 
What do you mean original idea? And he talks about the fact how TIE Fighter changed his life. He said his dad being an aviator, we had a bunch of flight simulators. I'm playing this game, TIE Fighter, for months, and my dad's flying it with me. I'm like, man, this game is just so cool. And he's like, well, you know this game comes from a series of movies. I was like, what? You're kidding me. That is where I watched Star Wars for the first time and realized the full scope of what it meant to world build because I've been playing as the pseudo 16 bit game, which is like, it's weird to me to, I have to, I'm almost curious how old he is now. It is strange to me to play those games before ever seeing star Wars. It's um, weird. I'm is sure it? A lot okay. Of people who were playing super star Wars back before star Wars happened. You think so? I, I imagine there's a lot of siblings who maybe their sibling was playing Super Star Wars and they were playing it a lot and then later on realize, oh, it's from a movie. I guess. That's really weird to me. It I, is weird. I'm not sure I would have been interested How in playing old are, those games. Is Dillard? I was I was just about to look it up. I don't know. I'm trying to look uh, it up and it is not popping up. I don't have a birth internet. year. I don't have a uh there's no like estimate. Uh, 2013 was one of his, his first projects according to, uh, his Wikipedia, but yeah, there's no, uh, there's, uh, nothing. He was a a Navy brat. His, his dad was a flight officer and that's literally the only intro and entry on the early life. (laughs) There was no mother had birthed him. (laughs) That's so strange. He was in episode nine. Huh? Well, he's he was he's in a super... he was in, he was FN one two two six in the Rise of Skywalker. I don't remember really? anything about that. If he had a line or if he was just an extra, but there you go. That's very strange. I don't think I've ever seen that before. The movie for Good. the number of films that he's done, um, relatively. I don't know if I would say like I have heard of Slight long before I knew this guy was going to be doing a Star Wars movie. Huh. Anyway, so. It's interesting that I wonder if he's going to pull Zack Snyder because he said that he's still interested in making a space film, but now it would be a quote unquote original idea. So maybe we'll see a, a Zack Snyder type thing where, you know, Rebel Moon was going to be a Star Wars thing and now it's just going to be a, a Netflix original movie. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, I'd be down for it. Original space I, fantasy stories. I think the thing that disappointed me the most about that trailer, like we've we've had Star Wars films get announced and canceled uh, almost in the same breath. The thing that disappointed me about the story was the no uh, Rocketeer sequel, which I know there are some movies where you're like, I don't want to see a sequel to that. I think that I would be really excited to see a sequel to that movie, as well as having it be brought to the screen. Maybe I should see Devotion first. Let me let me wait to see Devotion first. But for someone who has that background, I think it would be really fun to see what they did with the material. So, yeah, but that's not the only Star Wars related thing. Uh, as it's we not the only. Before, we it talked about Kathleen Kennedy uh, should stop announcing things, and she did stop announcing things. But that doesn't stop the the looky lose on the journalism side from pulling out stories from their from their sources from within. And the latest one has to do with one Shawnius Levius, who is, or Sean Levy, as he's known for short, who is known for many different things. He's been a director for a long time. He 
produced the Stranger Things. Uh, he's one of the executive producers and creators of Stranger Things through his 21 Laps studio. Um, and most recently did uh, Free Guy and that Netflix movie with Ryan Reynolds, whose name escapes me. But I, the Ryan Project? Adam Ryan Project. Project. Adam Project. Adam Project. The Ryan which Project. I was, which I thought it, was. It, it, it technically is the Ryan Project. It, it technically is the Ryan Project. And I thought that was fun. I think he's a great director. Um, and I think he has that sort of emblem-esque feel to a lot of his movies that could be uh beneficial to star wars so yeah he's isn't that jj abrams i mean yeah but but different a different kind you mean a good kind hopefully good <laughs> different kind. in that it's good. i liked the force awakens i don't care what anybody says was it a retread yeah but i think it was still solidly done mm-hmm. even if you know it opened up too many boxes that he didn't know the answers to um but yeah this is i think this is cool news um so he's going to be tackling this after he completes deadpool 3 uh also at disney um and also well i said also but because his other previous movies along with ryan reynolds and and hugh jackman so he's worked with both those actors before obviously the adam project with ryan reynolds and hugh jackman um in uh real steel back in the day oh yeah real steel so Good stuff. I'm excited. I think this is a good fit. Uh, what do you think? Oh, looking forward to it. Um, I just want them. I want them to make a Star Wars movie. Just, just make a Star Wars movie. One. Just fucking just make do a star, it. Just, just one. Do it. Just one. Just one. I love how frustrated um, fans are. Where just the first they're like, "Fuck Star Wars. Give her no more Star Wars movies." And now they're just like, "Just, just give me a Star Wars movie. Just, just give me a movie. There's one movie." It's, it's like the. Tyrone Biggums. You you got any of them Star Wars movies? I think (laughs) here's the thing. Here's why I think it's frustrating to Star Wars fans. I could I could guess. Um, Here's my frustration. It's not necessarily fuck Star Wars. It is that my fuck Star Wars is more about Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams than what's happening now is where they announce directors who I would be interested in seeing what their take on the material would be, and then they just fucking vanish. And so that that would be my frustration. So like Taika Waititi or uh, Sean Levy or um, J.D. Dillard, these are folks who I would like to see what they would do with this universe. Um or even Ryan Coogler, or not Ryan Coogler, but Ryan Johnson. Um, Hell yeah, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Just from, I want to see what he's able to do with his own material, right? Me too. Um, without having to deal with legacy characters. Because regardless of what you thought of the plot of that film, it is, is still amazing. the best made one. I, without being, like, with, without taking into what he did with the characters any of that i still think that it's better made than the force awakens or the rise of skywalker mm-hmm. i agree i mean i so i agree <laughs> of course i agree so, yeah everyone that's everyone that, knows that's that. my frustration with star wars that's fair so we'll see yeah what's up next we got uh we got some oh wait i'm sorry was that it were you done i'm done yeah 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 right. i mean this does transition into lucasfilm a bit um studio ghibli they recently posted on their official twitter accounts it's just like a little 15 second video it has lucasfilm pop up fade out and then ghibli pop up and then fade out 
This has me beyond excited, but I also want to temper my excitement because this could mean many things. Um, it could mean Star Wars Visions. They have a segment that maybe seems like the most probable. It's also the least exciting to me, personally. Um, another option is they could be doing a Star Wars project. Could they be doing a whole animated Star Wars movie? Oh my god, I would shit myself. It would be so amazing. Maybe more exciting than that for me, it could just be maybe an original collaboration between Lucasfilm and Ghibli. Just like an original project. Um, I think Lucasfilm is hard up for original projects. They literally have two franchises, Indiana Jones and Star Wars, and they haven't made Indiana Jones since, what, Whoa, 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 Willow. Oh, you're right. That's a good point. It's a good point. Um, we can't hear you, Kyle, by the way. Oh, sorry. I was going to say anime Willow. Ghibli's known for uh, very fantasy-esque right. type things. So, Willow know. could be good. Yeah, you're right. So that could be another thing. So it could be original project. It could be Willow. I guess it could be Indiana Jones, but I don't want it to be Indiana Jones. Um, but like, I would be open for a Willow movie, like an animated Willow movie or original movie that they develop alongside them. Um, I think those are all really cool prospects. Um, I don't know, Jonesy, do you have any desire or any thoughts about what this could be and what you would prefer it to be of the options that I've just laid out? Or if you have another option. The first thought that I have is I used to have a friend. We're not friends as of today anymore. I woke up. We had this Slack chat. He goes, hey, what is Studio Ghibli and why does this thing have 20,000 likes and shares? I was like, you're fucking with us, aren't you? And keep in mind, this is the same friend who up until maybe three or four years ago, didn't know that James Earl Jones was the voice of Darth Vader. But it's weird because like, he's like, well, I don't really watch anime, but he does watch this other stuff. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Anyway, um, with this, I'm, I want it to be Star Wars. I want it to be an original Star Wars project. I can't imagine how much merch they would be able to sell if oh they God. had like a Totoro Wookiee. Um, just thinking about things like uh, Spirited Away or Howl's Moving Castle, the way the characters move at speed. Imagine a Jedi running with a lightsaber, like in that style. I am, as, as someone who's been kind of down on Star Wars lately, that would be exciting for me. While I I do think the Willow a Willow project or an original project would be great, I would I would love to see if this is like an ongoing collaboration. Would oh you God, be wait! If it was I just, just I just had an awful idea. What if what I would I would hope not, but what if Lucasfilm is going to adapt a Ghibli project? like an existing oh. one. What if Lucasfilm freaking does howls oh. or something like that? It sounds atrocious. I don't know why you're getting excited. Neither Japan nor the West has, has been able to make a valid live action anime adaptation. I don't. And even though a lot of the Ghibli stories are adapted from novels, if they're involved, they're, they're adapting the anime. So that scares the crap. I don't want this. No, I'm going to pitch this. I'm pitching this. No, 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 no. A lie. Hold stop. A live action Nausicaa uh, Netflix series that adapts the manga. Oh, uh, what? Which one? Nausicaa. <sighs> no. 
Jonesy? No. Oh, come on. That would be cool. I just, you know, Listen, fuck you guys. No. That would be cool. I, let me get me. Don't get me wrong. No. I would prefer this project to be animated, like an animated thing that that Ghibli does. But I wouldn't say no to a live action Nausicaa. Though I also wouldn't say no. What if, uh, what if it is a animated Netflix series adapting Nausicaa, and they needed Lucasfilm to be in Nausicaa right now. Because that could be really cool. Because you just brought up old projects. Nausicaa was never properly adapted. It was a movie that was completed before the manga was completed. The manga is way longer and it's more cohesive, in my opinion. So if they can adapt that full story into a Netflix series, it would be great. Why would and Lucasfilm maybe... make a Netflix series? Are, isn't Willow a Netflix series? Oh, no, it's Disney no, Plus. No, that's all Disney. A Disney, Plus, a Disney Plus series. A Nausicaa Disney Plus series. Sorry. I'm the sleepy one. I'm the no. sleep. Like, what are you Happy, doing? Look at these, look at these I have bags. brain. I have brain damage that. and starting keto flu. So, yeah. Oh, but, shut up. Kyle. What's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> what are you Netflix? What? <laughs> anyway, more yeah, than one no. of us is allowed Give to be sleepy at a time. Listen, I just had this COVID. Is what I want. Here's what I want. <laughs> man flu. I like it was funny how literally I thought it was just I thought I was just overreacting and I was like, oh, no, I just got COVID. It was so bad. Here's what I want. I want a three picture deal. I want one of them to be Star Wars. I want one to be an original uh, story. Oh. And I forgot what the third one was. Willow? Um, no, that would be cool. There was a third one. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. Yeah. No, those are good ideas. Those are those are all like I I agree. More the more the better. And I feel like uh Ghibli is kind of hard up for I'm saying hard up a lot now. Um Ghibli is hard up for like specific other work to do because I know they've been working on video games and stuff and I know Hayao Miyazaki is working on another movie, but who knows if that'll ever finish because just the way he works and how slow and meditative he is. They need other projects. Lucasfilm could be a great partner to give them the resources they need, money, the money they need and the the properties and frankly the uh the cachet of the the branding and stuff to become even more mainstream than they already are and i think let me pitch a terrible future to you all we got from this was um logos right yeah what if it's a sale ew what do you mean mean? oh god oh (laughs) oh oh like lucasfilm is buying ghibli it's funny, I thought you were just saying, what if all Indiana Jones and all Studio Ghibli DVDs I mean, are on sale? I was like, what? <laughs> they have, uh, they, Disney has, <laughs> Disney has expressed interest in getting in, into anime. They, they secured, uh, somehow they're, they're streaming Chainsaw Man and Spy Family on Hulu while Crunchyroll is at the same time. That is a scary thought. I did have one other not so scary thought. Jonesy might might have played this game, but I don't know if Lucasfilm owns the rights, but Lucas Arts made the game. What if it would get an anime monkey island? Ooh. Ooh. I like that. That'd be fun. That would be a that's a unique out of left field idea, but I think it'd be pretty yeah. cool. That would be a fun way to adapt a story that I, lots of people have played those games. But lots of people haven't played those games, if that makes sense. Um, underappreciated. Yeah. I definitely remember playing the first one. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. 
Good call. Good idea. See, we have we have lots of good ideas. So much for you know, who was it who said it? Like, oh, how are you going to be able to talk about something? There's only a 15 second video with two logos. Look what we just did. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what it said. That's not what it said. I know. You I said know. It's I don't have anything to say about John Wick, and I'm like, what? Watch a two minute trailer. <laughs> anyway, what else do we have to talk about? Do we have anything? I- Westworld. Westworld's been canceled. Uh, it's is it shocking? Is it surprising? I don't know. I watched that at least last season. It was fine. Um, it's not. It's funny. I'm looking at the Hollywood Reporter's article. HBO cancels Westworld in shock decision. I feel like we need to take a step back and remember what words mean. Westworld season five is not even in production. So it is not a shock to cancel a show before it even starts getting made. We're talking about the same folks that canceled a completed movie. So if you start from there, canceling a show isn't shocking, Hmm. right? It didn't end on a cliffhanger. Um, and we're also talking about a show that had a precipitous fall in its second season in terms of popularity. Yeah. You get rid of Anthony Hopkins, people are done. They're just like, out. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. I, I, was admit, I, never, I never understood the, the Westworld love. I watched the first season. I was just like, this is fine. I like it. I like it. I, I um, didn't like it. Like, I like the idea of it. I'm glad other people like it. it just, I just never felt compelled to go back and watch more of it. Um, I, for one, I like Ramin Jawadi's music. I think that his covers are fantastic. So like when he did Cream, um, I thought that was great. He also did Painted Black. There are a few other songs that he did in like his style that were just amazing. Um, I loved Maeve as a character. I thought some of the things that they did with what was going on with her was very interesting. Um, I felt like the end of season four, you could look at that and say, like, that is an ending. It's not the ending. It's an ending. So. Yeah, I'm not I'm just not shocked for me. It fell off the radar so hard after season two that I'm like, I'm surprised season three was made. I think I remember when the season three trailer came out, everyone's like, oh, they're doing more of it. Okay. They're doing more. By the way, Kyle, this is a Um, change of subject, but like I have the same shark that you have for your dog. How's that? That is all. <laughs> it's a, it's a good one. It's the only, one of the only things that can survive the damn dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, the next season was supposed to be the last season. That's the only thing that I think is surprising about this, where they seem to have always been going towards five seasons. And I feel like I've definitely heard them say this already before. So it is surprising from that perspective. They're like, no, 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 we, we just have one more season left. And they're like, nah, um, given the people that are the creators of this, um, you've got a Nolan involved and you got Lisa Joy involved. So I would, I would think just for the sake of having those two creators consistently involved with your studio, you wouldn't cancel it. That's why um, it's a shock. Well, but then I but then I would also go back to I think this is a 
it is for lack of a better term, a new studio. And we don't know what kind of content they want to make. I'm not even sure they know what kind of content they want to make. So from that perspective, um, it's not surprising. There's a lot going on there. No, that's fair. It is a yeah. good point. Anyway, I think that's it. Are we at a? Did you want to talk about uh, anything else? We got the Indiana Jones thing. You don't want to talk about that, right? No. Why would I want to do that? Okay. I'm curious. Uh, do you have any desire to talk about? We have a. Let's just do this really quickly, because I feel like it's at that? least worth mentioning the recent rumor surrounding Andy Muschietti directing a Justice oh. League two, and this whatever. comes ahead of the whatever release of the flash whenever the hell that's actually going to be which um supposedly is a really good movie you know any any controversies surrounding ezra miller aside uh wait what and, who says it's a good movie uh, i've heard online from a lot of people from other outlets that have sources who have seen the movie why well, are you being serious yeah i'm serious huh okay yeah like apparently the movie is really good like it's genuinely a good movie which is one of the reasons why it's not canceled even though it should by all means just be like fuck it write it off like we did Batgirl considering all the controversies surrounding Ezra Miller um but yeah I don't think they should do that I think I would be 100% more comfortable if they uh just recast the character because I mean but you'd have to spend so much money like an extra 50 million dollars just to reshoot every scene no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, recast the movie Yeah. No, I agree with that. But I mean, but what do you do with this movie that's in the can? You release it, of course. But then, but do you have a danger of people going like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to support an Ezra Miller joint or whatever? Yes. But that's the thing is they're trying to mitigate it and trying to mitigate that whole problem. Let me, let me put it like this. I'll say it like this. And I think I might have said this before. So stop me if I'm repeating myself. I have no interest in seeing this movie because of Ezra Miller. He is the weakest fucking link in all of the cast of the Justice League. But I want to see this movie. movie. I want to see this movie because of Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah sure. Ben but Affleck. I want to see this movie because of Ben Affleck. Keaton. I oh, want to see it because of Michael Keaton. No, he's in it for it. No, no. I was going yeah. to list off the other folks. All right. All right. Continue. Everybody else in this movie, I am more interested in seeing than Ezra fucking Miller. And so I've said, I'm fairly certain I've said before, he is not a box office draw. He's not they anything that may he's not anything that makes me want to go see this movie. And so from that perspective, the least risky thing that they could do is recast this motherfucker. I agree, but it's still risk to release the movie. I think that's the whole thing. Sure. My point is that the movie's apparently really good. So I can understand people going like, oh, you know, Andy Muschietti could direct Justice League too. That could be cool. Um, and this this all kind of comes from uh, the Geeks Worldwide person, um, Casey Walsh, saying that Justice League 2 with Andy Muschietti directing. It's also a clip from Jason Moa talking about the most exciting news ever came out. And people thinking, oh, is it Zack Snyder? Is it Justice League? Um, I think he's since come out and said, like, oh, no, it's bigger than that, which I think has to do with his own personal life and career. But that doesn't necessarily take away from any potential rumors surrounding uh, Justice League 2 with Andy Muschietti, which I think could be a good move. 
assuming that just that uh the flash movie is really good i really liked the first it my problems with the second it didn't have anything to do with the directing mm-hmm. so from that perspective i am interested in seeing this um yeah the movie has selfishly problems, but it's still entertaining to watch even though it has lots of problems the second movie. yeah yeah selfishly i hope they bring back ray fisher um again oh God, it's a new so, studio I, I was re when i was coviding on the couch i was like fuck it i have four hours i threw up justice league Zack snyder's justice league that movie mm-hmm. slaps and ray fisher is mm-hmm. so good yep yep i uh i can only hope that the rock fought just as hard for ray fisher as he did henry cavill <laughs> i know that didn't happen what do you mean you know but that it would be happen? nice hmm? that he didn't fight for henry cavill i hope that the Rock fought as hard for Ray Fisher oh, as he did gotcha. Henry Cavill. No, yeah, I thought you say that he would fight for him as much. I hope so too. That'd be awesome. But I mean, unfortunately, I feel like uh, the Rock is. I love the Rock, but it very much it's. I'm sure it's a situation where it's like, what can this person do for me? Henry Cavill can elevate the Rock's profile. I don't think Ray Fisher can, unfortunately. So I agree. It is what it is. But yeah, I'd be on board with... It is, it is a depressing show. Anything going forward. Uh, I like him as a director. He seems like a great guy. And he doesn't afraid of anybody. So let's go. Let's move on from here. I'm done. Listen, that uh, great guy thing, I'm going to need you to let that go. I don't know what that means. Um, I was half joking. I, I just think folks in Hollywood, we don't really know them oh we don't really know so, if they are yeah that's fair yeah i would say he's a great filmmaker okay you know who's a great guy joss whedon okay <laughs> such a great guy such a cool guy on that writes great women um <laughs> no, so i will say i, I will, uh, in my so... defense of, of my stupid defense of joss whedon is that i don't i don't like i don't like this idea where you can't be uh a cheating douchebag and a feminist at the same time. I feel like those are not mutually exclusive things. But anyway, that's unrelated to all the other controversy. But just want to throw that out there. I feel like we're gonna cancel Jammer. Okay. Why? If you like what you heard, with the exception of that last little bit, uh, do all the do all the things like rate, comment, subscribe, share. We would definitely appreciate. Also, LRM Online has other great content. Where else? LRM Online and the Genreverse Podcast Network. Jam, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer. Most of my books under the name AJ Cerno on Amazon and Audible. You can find also City of Mages at MagiaBooks.com. That's M A G I A Books.com. It's also available in paperback, ebook, hardcover, audiobook. Get your fix. All right. And you could find me everywhere under the name Sir Jonesius. Tweeting, Instagramming, TikToking. I've caved. I'm one of the children now. Me too. Uh, oh yeah, I'm on TikTok a, too. Got AJ got a Sterner TikTok. writer. I just started TikToking. Yeah. I'd be twitching. Um not with any kind of regularity for this stuff. It's just just cause. So find me there if you're if you're interested. Uh, just got a chance to play God of War and the new Call of Duty if you're interested in seeing that stuff. I posted some of that stuff to the Discord. So if anybody's interested in watching any of that, especially like the first hour of the God of the new God of War, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm liking it. Anyway, thanks to Kyle. 
producing on the ones and twos this this fun fun show and and, uh we will catch you on next one pasta lasagna mission accomplished Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H E R O.co.